Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. Yeah, I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So we enter into the final phase of summer in the Northern Hemisphere and the sun. This marks the sun entering the the zodiacal sign of Virgo. And from a sidereal perspective, the sun is in Leo, y'all. So I want to talk a little bit more about that today in this sesh. And then we're going to talk about how the moon is waning, the fade of the moon waning into a crescent and then towards the new moon. So we'll talk a little bit about that as the sun joins the moon to make a brand new moon, which brings me back to this idea around natural time and the sidereal perspective. This this whole sun cycle, moon cycle, earth cycle, soul cycle. I want to talk a lot about that, actually. And then we're going to talk about the procession of the equinox, which really helps us to understand this perspective on a scientific level. And... Yeah, we want to really just start to break our break open our idea around our real understanding of how we are embodied in time and space, you know, right here, right now, 2022, episode 22, boom. Take a nice deep inhale and exhale and let's calibrate the core for a moment. Just drop your anchor of your center of gravity into the earth's core center. This planet that we live on really drop a line into the center there. And then as you start to bring your attention back up to the surface and to the heart center, Anchor into your center of gravity and feel the different dimensions of the hemispheres, the northern, the southern, eastern, and western hemispheres of your embodiment, your center of gravity. Take a nice deep inhale there. And then bring a little bit more awareness into that space that expands and goes above and beyond you your centered nature feel that spaciousness that 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 limitless of the sky and expand into it take up a little bit more space in your presence and then breathe breathe a few more times in your own rhythmic timing this is always the best timing and we really want to encourage our own inner guidance and our own natural timing through through our day-to-day practices and this three one to three breath reset that I I've been sharing with everybody I can. It's just this is such a good practice to come into your center of gravity, to feel your presence, to anchor into your center and feel that breath, that space circulating in your field. And <laughs> take a nice deep inhale. Suspend the breath 
and exhale. So the one to three breath reset is such a great practice. I've been sharing it with as many people as I can. It takes nothing but one to three deep inhales. If you want to add the suspended breath and the extra inhale, that's your prerogative. It's really just about using the breath to come back to center, to anchor into the presence and really ground, ground our true embodiment. Because we've been talking so much about this, this stepping into the new age, into the, we, we are really changing. We're on the, this beautiful precipice of transformation and change. And the more that we live it on a day-to-day basis, the more we can make this our true reality. And so, you know, part of the whole, my, my intention is to start to encourage everyone to just deeply breathe, breathe deeply, feel that connection to your center gravity grounded with the earth, that presence of the space that surrounds you and really opening ourselves up to it, you know, just really grounding into it and, and becoming more present and aware. This is so, so important because the more organized we are in our core center, in our rhythmic resonance, the more we're able to adapt and flow with the cycles that are happening on the planet that we live on. <laughs> and that's what I want to talk about today as we synchronize with this with the cosmos. It's all about us and earth today. And it's really beautiful because we're entering into in the zodiacal sign of Virgo. It's a Virgo season in the zodiacal perspective from the tropical astrological perspective and what that Virgo energy is is it's our second it's the second earth sign of the zodiac. And I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk probably about that a little bit more next week because I want to talk about this idea of the procession of the equinox and really understanding this, this true, our true nature in true time and space. And the more we break free from some of these confines of the organizational structural calendars and rhythms that have been established and just get in tune with ourselves and really just get back to the source, sun, moon, earth, us, boom, we are going to really have a deeper understanding of how we are and where we are in time and space and how to maximize our energy and our presence in this time. You know, part of that is just really being. I, the, the deeper I get into some of this stuff, the more I realize like the, it, the less I have to do except for just practice what I know and embody what I already know. <laughs> oh, brother. And that just sounds so easy. You know, you know, like that sounds so easy. Just, you know, practice it. Practice what you preach. <laughs> and it is, it is. It's also, it takes a, a sense of presence and a, and a recognition and an understanding of who and how we are, how we are in time and space, that, in, that true embodiment. So that's why every session we take the time to at least do the one or three breath reset because when you take the time to center your, yourself and I take the time to center myself, we come together, we can get much clearer, we can get clarity, we can get focused, we can get a broader perspective so that we can actually think critically and mindfully about these philosophies and theories that I love to share. <laughs> okay. So mm, 
keep an open mind, keep an open heart, because we're going to be breaking some boundaries a little bit today. Some boundaries that you may have been, you know, so basically it's taken me, I'll tell you this, as we begin, this has taken me a very long time to get to this place where I can actually share this publicly, where I can talk about it in an intelligent way. (laughs) Hopefully it comes off that way. Uh, don't mean to disrespect myself. The truth is, is that it, I've, I've been studying and acknowledging this for a long time. And I've also been working through the conundrum in my own center of gravity of all of this. And so what I want to say is that part of the fun, which we'll get into a little bit more next session, as far as this idea of the Virgo energy and the Virgo archetype, but also continuing on the hermetic principles, we're going to get into vibration all that's to come. But before I move on, before I continue down this road of the zodiacal, understanding the zodiac and these seasons, these cycles that that we talk about every week, I'm feeling called. It's time to express these thoughts, these ideas that I have that are not, they're not my ideas. These are all well-studied concepts and theories and rooted in the true nature of astrology, of astronomy, of understanding humanity, humanity's experience from the perspective of living on earth. And so again, today is about earth. This session is all about earth. And so I'll start with the moon because the moon's living on earth from and observing the moon is a very rhythmic thing. And I've said this, this is, this is the, one of the foundations of the I, the concept in the the philosophical art and science of living in rhythm that I talk about is very much rooted in the solar cycle and the lunar cycle, as well as the earth cycle. I mean, it's all of the cycles, but the main focus, it, it originated actually with the moon. And that's because the moon is one of our most trusted observation points. As we live on the planet and we look to the moon, we can see definitive transition of the moon. We can see how the moon waxes and wanes. It's got eight definitive cycles. It goes from the new moon, waxes towards the full moon, wanes back towards the new moon. And so this, this is a constant. And if you're, an, if you're a human being observing the cycle throughout time and space, you're going to be, you'll, it's, it's hard to miss this cyclical pattern, this, this cycle that happens on a small scale. And that's why it's so important because the lunar cycle really brings us to this understanding of the, the 28, it's basically 28 to 29 and a half, almost 30 day cycle. And, you know, what I want to say about that is that this, it, this this lunar cycle, this 28-day cycle occurs, like I talked about in, during the last session in the hermetic philosophy or hermetic principle of correspondences as above, so below. It's very much reflected in that moon in a woman's cycle. The moon has that 28, 28 and a half day cycle. A woman has that cycle within herself where she begins a new moon with a, with a menstrual cycle waxes towards ovulation in a full moon cycle and then wanes again towards the new moon. And this is a deep, this is a deep practice. And so this one session today, I'll tell you, 
This one session is layered with lots of information that I couldn't possibly, uh, we will, I'm going to be breaking all of this information down (laughs) forever, probably. And I hope you do too, because this is part of human nature, our experience on the earth as a human being. And so I've been encouraging and I I continue, I, I highly encourage everyone to observe the lunar cycle. Even if you're not using it to keep time or rhythm, that's fine, but to just observe it. It goes dark, it waxes, it hits the half point, it waxes towards a full, it wanes towards a half point, waxes down towards a crescent, or wanes down towards a crescent, and then fades into a new moon. This cycle repeats and repeats and repeats. And I want everybody, like, it's very, very common right now. And it's it's like, I love it. And it's also strange to see how much life is starting to become more clear about, you know, people are celebrating the new moon and the full moon on a regular basis. I, I challenge you to be very mindful about the way that you're tuning into the moon because this is a very personal experience. The moon on an, on an esoteric level represents the subconscious. It represents the internal. So the moon is so personal. <laughs> and so I like to celebrate my moons for myself, you know, like I like my moons to me, for me. So it's do you boo. It's all good. There's some moon circles, the whole thing. I mean, make it, I've, I've celebrated and participated and held space and taught and around many types of things. I want us to go beyond now the new moon and the full moon and start to observe these other phases between those only two of eight, of eight psych, you know, phases. So we have, we just hit the waning or we're at the waning half point. Basically, we just had that a day or so ago from my recording. And if you look up in the sky towards the moon, you're going to see the moon waning towards a crescent moon, which is one of my favorite cycles. That waning crescent is a left. The left side of the moon is illuminated always when it's waning. And so the wane is when the energy is pulling back, pulling in drawing back and in and it fades towards the darkness where it's so close to the sun that we cannot see the illumin like the sun, the moon is not lit by the sun because it's too close to it and so this this drawing as the moon goes goes closer towards the sun it's actually it's it's fading it's waning and I want us to start to just acknowledge these rhythms at any given point. It's like, oh, it's crescent. It's gibbous. It's a quarter, you know? I mean, just observe it for yourself and try not to, here's my new, it's not new, but here's the thing I'm getting braver about expressing and sharing on this sort of platform where, you know, I'm sharing ideas to all those, all you beautiful listeners, whoever's tuned in. I highly encourage all of us, like make this your, like, again, customize it. It's so personal. No matter what you, if you know your astrological moon, that's fantastic. But if you don't even know your astrological moon, it doesn't matter. Just become aware of the lunar cycle and your relationship to it. And just start to feel that it's a, it's a, it's a natural thing because 
what happens is on a waning moon, like I said, the tide, the energies are waning and fading. The tides, the waters are low. And, you know, surfers, people that are, that live on the water or that live near the water, they know this well, that the, that the tides rise when the moon is high, as the moon goes full. And then tides recede as the moon wanes. This is an important thing of life. And that title, that title wax and wane is one example of the procession of the equinox. That's one physical example of what this, this gravitational dance between the sun and the moon, how it influences and impacts life in the waters and the gravitational energies of earth. <laughs> That's so deep. Okay. So anyway, so whew, take a deep breath, ground and anchor and reset yourself. I also want to say that, you know, to all of you, if this is new, it's okay take your time with it. This is a, I plan to be doing this podcast for a long time and I will be constantly talking about a lot of these ideas and theories as a teacher. Hopefully the more I share it, the more efficient and clear I get about sharing some of these philosophies so that it helps with your understanding. But it's also about you just having an, again, having your own experience with it. Don't stress if you're not understanding or comprehending 100%. Let, like a lot of the stuff has been my life's work. I've been studying this my whole life. So I'm coming to a place where I'm talking about it. And I want you to know that a lot of these teachings, a lot of these ideas and theories are something that hopefully we'll all, we will all be exploring for our whole life and learning again to customize it, to make it your own, you know, really make it your own. <laughs> okay. So this gravitational dance between the sun and the moon and its influence on earth is also known as the procession of the equinox. And what it is, is the earth's at this, the earth's rotational, that's basically the earth's wobble on its rotational axis. And so approximately every 26,000 years, a little bit less, 26,000 years, earth completes an axial rotation. And so through that, it caught like through that angular drift that happens on the equator, we basically get different perspectives of the way that or from earth, we look up and we see the stars that those angles, those angles change, which means that we see them at different times of the year, different cycles in the seasons, depending on where that axis is, is, is moving through its procession. And <laughs> hopefully you're still with me. This is a lot, but basically from there, every two, approximately every 2,150 years, the sun, the position of the sun through the Zodiac the zodiacal constellations of Leo, Virgo, Libra, like the constellations themselves, not the signs, but the constellations from Earth. It changes every 2,150 years. And it takes 26,000 years approximately to get from Aries all the way through to Pisces which we talk about an astrological year is going through the seasons through an annual year, one year. 
the Earth's grand cycle on its axis takes 26,000 years. <laughs> Gulp. And so what that means is, is that when we're looking at the sky from Earth, the zodiac, our perspective of the zodiac and, and its relationship to the sun changes. So what that means is that, this is the sidereal astrology, is that when I'm looking at the sky right now, even if I had one of those, I have a star app actually, and this is really what started getting me into it, is like when you look at the astronomy this is astronomically correct. You will see that the sun is actually in the sign of Leo, not in the sign of Virgo. Ugh. It used to be <laughs> during this time of year. It used to be, but it isn't anymore because of the procession of the equinox. So that's a whole nother thing. It's like, and, and if you've ever had a, your, if you ever had a sidereal astrology reading, or if you've ever had a Vedic astrology reading, these astrology, the, there's so many ways to map, to map the sky from earth's perspective, depending on what type of math you use. And the, if you've ever had a, an, a Vedic astrology reading, you will know that your sign, like everything's moved, almost everything in your charts moved back one all the closer in planets are moved back one. And so look at your chart, you know, don't get freaked out. Don't get too freaked out because this is like when thing, people start getting freaked, you know, it, it'll start to blow your perspective and your paradigm a little bit. If you were Capricorn and then all of a sudden now you're a Sagittarius, you know, it's like, wait a second. <laughs> that could mess you up, you know? And so be careful. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. This is just time and space we're dealing with. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, it, it, the truth is, is it's the real time. And you know me, I'm always talking about natural time. We got to get in, in true time and space. It's important to acknowledge this for whatever it's worth. And that's why, you know, that lion's gate, God bless it, you know, bless it. It's, it's hilarious. But the lion, the heart of the lion, the star Regulus, at one time, the, the established tropical astrology would look at the sky and see that the star Regulus was in the heart of the lion or the sign of Leo the, and the constellation of Leo. However, if we look at it right now, it's actually moved back. It's, it's more towards the, 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 the constellation of Cancer. So astronomically, it, it, everything is slightly skewed slightly back. So, hmm, you know, I just, I just want you to open your heart and mind to this because there's what I just even talking about is kind of taking a huge weight off my shoulder. And the truth is, is that's actually why I'm doing this podcast is for, I'm, I'm sharing it for you, but I'm also sharing it for myself because it's helpful for me to get some of these ideas and these studies, my, some of my studies out into the ethers so that they're not just in my journals and in my workbooks sitting on my shelf in the library of Alexandria, as my teacher said, <laughs> she said, you're going to have to burn those books <laughs> anyway. Um, you know, because part of it is that we're really looking to start to live true now. Okay. So there's just a couple more things I want to say about this procession of the equinox for now. 
obviously always do your own research, okay? But what I want to say is that this this 2150 approximately year cycle that that transitions us through the zodiacal constellations from our perspective on earth <clears throat> through this procession of of the equinoxes along the ecliptic what i want to say about that is that a lot of time this is this has been said in the new age community that this marks the beginning of a new age the age of aquarius has basically this this cycle this 2150 year cycle as the sun tr- travels through the the constellations of the zodiac and completes its cycle from earth's perspective this is considered this one cycle is considered an age and so 2012 the end of the mayan calendar was said to have marked the the beginning the end of one 26,000 year cycle and the beginning of a new one. So we actually just completed a, a, a brand, a cycle. We went to Pisces and now we're entering into Aquarius, this age of Aquarius, which moving through these cycles. Um, the, what I want to say about this is that, you know, it'll blow your mind if you go like, this is back to that last week, the correspondence, it's like macro micro. So it gets so big it can get so big that it's, you know, almost unfathomable or it's hard to put into the mind this actual passage of time. I mean, just even 1,000 years is hard enough, let alone 2,150, let alone 26,000, you know, as far as cycles go. And so, you know, I just, I want to start to lay this these ideas out there so you can start to see that, so you can start to see the these cycles are the big ones, the small ones. They're all, they're all happening. They're all very, they all mimic that, that lunar cycle. They all come back to this idea of the wax and the wane, the rise and the fall of the cycle, the beginning, the middle, the end. And, you know, we even experience it. Here we are. This brings me back to this, this time of year, this final phase of summer in the Northern hemisphere. You know, so we went through the beginning of summer, the middle of summer, which is you know, so beginning of seasons are always cardinal energy. Middle is fixed. And the end of the season is a mutable energy. That's this mutable, changeable, transformative time. And it always makes me laugh because at the end of summer, that final phase of summer is when everyone's like talking about, let's get, you know, back to school, fall is here, and it's not quite fall yet. It's not the autumn. It's not autumnal. And I just want to name, I just want to say that, you know, here I am saying it because it gets, you'll start to see as we get into, as you tune in, I've noticed it in my own life, but the deeper I tune into these natural cycles of the sun, the moon, the earth, and me in relationship to the stars from earth, (laughs) a lot. But that perspective, the more I tune in and and refine and observe that from my own experiences, the more I can recognize how people are actually like everything in, dare I say that a lot of things in society and life are designed to keep us out of this natural time. They keep us completely out of sync. I actually said that in my workbook. I wrote it. I didn't say it out loud, but I believe it 
in my heart of hearts that there's so much about life that keeps us out of sync with natural time, which in my opinion, keeps us out of sync with life. You know, we're not living in rhythm if we're out of sync. And so this whole practice, this whole intention, my biggest intentions and prayers around living in rhythm podcast in the work that I do on a day-to-day basis is oriented around this, finding our true center of gravity, helping others, you know, finding that in myself and working on it on a day-to-day basis, helping others find that in their own unique way, because each one of us has our own unique perspective that we came to experience and express and have, have a, an evolutionary trip with, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's, we have to learn to customize it. It's time to customize your experience in a, in a really pure and clear way that's, that's oriented around true natural time. And so moving forward, I'm going to be talking, I'm going to be differentiating from time to time. I'm going to be differentiating between the zodiacal sign and the zodiacal constellation because the constellation is where we we are at in a physical, astronomical perspective. And then there is the philosophical and archetypal esoteric perspective of the root of tropical astrology, which I'm not willing to let go of. I think they're both super meaningful and valuable. And this is, this is like one of the questions I get so much is, you know, what, what chart do you use? (laughs) And for me, I'm going to say this too, you know, for me, it's not so much about the, like, I love the charts and I, I look at them. I use them as feedback, but my tuning into myself and looking at the sun and feeling the earth, air, water, fire, ether of earth, that experience on earth, the more I tune into that, the more I can start to really find my own relationship. And that's so much bigger than any of this stuff. You know, I, I, I want to, the reason is that I'm making a big deal about this too, is, is as a teacher, that's like the real core of me. I'm a teacher of embodiment. I mean, when I get to the core of myself, I, I, it's sound movement music, baby. You know, it's, it's like, I, I came here to let my soul shine, to have an experience of myself in my body in on earth in a spiritual way, energetic way, having that connection of, of a human experience, you know, and I think you did too. I think we all did. And each of us has such a unique perspective and, and I'm just wanting in, in everything that I share and, and teach and in the sessions I'm looking to help to you. I, I use these tools, but I also feel like it's more about us tuning in. That core calibration is way more powerful than, than most people give it credit for. I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, I call it core calibration, call it whatever you want, mindfulness, meditation, you know, yoga, Pilates, you can take all, you can take it really, really big. You can make it really, really small, big, big movements, handstands, backflips to one deep breath. I mean, that's, that's where we're at right now. In fact, you don't even have to take a breath to tune in. (laughs) Everything's extra credit. And that's the way I use astrology. I have to say this because it's how I use the tarot too. I use all of these 
tools, they're tools. Okay. It's outside feedback for me to understand and to know myself. And that's the truth of it. And it goes back to the heart of this whole thing about really tuning into our rhythmic resonance, our soul presence, our rhythmic resonance, our vibrational presence is everything. And the more you know about yourself, the more you can tune into yourself and amplify yourself, your vibe, if you even want. And you know what? I've like, here's the other coolest thing that I, (laughs) here's the other cool thing that I'm starting to really come to. And I mean, I'm giggling because I feel like I was told this by teachers. I've been told this on so many levels and I'm finally, you know, this is what happens is like you, you get, your teachers will always tell you, you know, tell you what you need to hear and hopefully you learn and you move on and you evolve, you know, and I've been blessed enough to have teachers that I grow with and then I push through and beyond where I have to find new teachers for a little while and then I can come back to those teachers and I get connected again and we we grow and we push and we teach each other and then we move on and you know again it's just this this waxing and waning and you know the whole thing is is it it's about it comes down to really being able to be present with yourself acknowledge the feedback acknowledge your lessons and then have enough courage and, and bravery to, to like step out on your own like a bird, you know, leaving the nest or something. It's just like you have to be willing to go out and experience and experiment for your own sake. And, you know, I think that's the thing that's missing these days is the embodiment, the practice. And I have this teacher who's very dear to me who her whole her whole root of her philosophy, her school and her establishment was applied yogic science. She passed away. But apply this idea of really synthesizing. See, it's not enough just to just apply for me. It's about synthesizing the information. You have to have time to integrate it, to synthesize it, to make it your own. And then you live it. Then you live it in a rhythmic way, day to day, in your own timing, there's no right or wrong to it. And that's my point is I've been coming to this place where it's like, there's, I don't have to do anything but be myself. I just want to show up. I want to be present. You know, I'm doing good works. I'm feeling good about the work I'm doing. I, I hope that you are too. You know, even if you're making coffee for somebody, which I've done, even if you're a florist, which I've been, Even if you're a gardener, which I've been, you know, if you're a mother, I've never been that. I'm a cat mama. So yeah. So see, I've nurtured in another way. This is my point. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just do it with love. Do it with presence. Do it with that centered, grounded nature of you connected to yourself, connected to the earth, connected to the sky, really, really understanding that rhythmic nature, you know, and because (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to, I'm hesitating because it's the truth is, is the the deeper I go with a lot of these other studies, these philosophical studies and that are rooted in the hermetic principle and just truly understanding the idea of like being a human being on this planet right now. It doesn't matter if you're a Sagittarius or a Capricorn, if you're a Virgo or, or a Leo, none of it matters really. 
it's, they're just tools to help us understand ourselves and relate because what you'll find is, what I've found is the more I play with the different, the more I play with understanding the rhythmic nature of late fall, like what does it mean to be alive right now in late summer? A late summer energy is so different than an early spring. My energy is different. Some people love this time. Some people do not like this time. And that's interesting. There's not a right or wrong. That's the whole point. It's a very custom. And so the more we develop our own relationship to that, to ourselves in time and space, that's what counts, you know? And so blessed love, bless it all. Like, please, please be keep an open mind as we traverse into the future because I'm pushing boundaries in myself and this is my place that I'm doing it. So I'm going to keep going and I hope you come with me. <laughs> I hope you come along with me and I hope you're having fun and, and finding your own way to really customize this stuff. Okay. Just do it. Just do it for you. Do it for life. Do it for, for life on earth. So before I go, I want to talk really quick. This new moon, the new moon is on August 27th. So whether you're going to acknowledge that that moon is in the zodiacal sign of Virgo joining the sun, the moon and the sun together in the sign of Virgo, which I'll talk about next week, the new moon, and then, or if you want to think of this, of the moon being in Leo, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Recognize though, that regardless of whatever zodiacal sign you acknowledge it in, whatever whatever your your perspective you're taking, tropical, sidereal, you're just acknowledge that it's a new moon. A new moon is is the time when the sun and the moon are together in the sky, aligned, giving us a dark moon, giving us a, that inward energy, that inward calming low tide effect we can gather our resources where we can observe what's around we can we can begin a new project start a new intention set a new prayer for a brand new month that's coming through you know so my main intention is to be focusing on the sun the moon the earth and us (laughs) all right so happy new moon hope you're having fun. I hope you're taking good care of yourself as we enter into this final phase of summer in the Northern Hemisphere. Enjoy it. Soak up these last rays as we prepare for the other, as we prepare for the autumnal phase, the the waning of the solar energy from Earth perspective. This is, this is a really powerful time. I love mutable signs. I love the mutable times. So have fun, y'all if you're looking for a sesh if you want to go deeper with me one-on-one hit up the website livinginrhythm.com hit me on the socials it's sunday living in rhythm you know i love you blessings blessings and love peace